Okay. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell. And joining me for the first time in what feels like forever, uh, maybe like three, four weeks, uh, we decided to put a little hiatus on the podcast. But uh, finally catching up with you, Jason. Uh, thanks a lot for joining me. Yeah, yeah. No problem, man. No problem. It's uh, good to be back. Good to be back from the holidays. The holidays were good. Um, quiet, which I'm sure a lot of people experience for this particular holidays because of the spike in the COVID cases, but uh, still good to see some loved ones over the holidays. Yeah. I heard some really crazy news today that there's a new variant. It's out there. Uh, it's called Delta Cron. I'm not joking, actually. It's got Delta uh, things to it and Omicron things to it. And so they just merged it and called it Delta Cron. So uh, I know we were doing a little bit of texting about uh, hopefully this is the last variant over the holidays, but um, I don't know. I don't know how much this is going out there. It's supposedly very minimal so far, but uh, a new variant has emerged. Uh, I don't know how many variants there's going to be, but uh, what are your thoughts when I tell you that? I always knew it. I knew they would combine forces at some point. I knew, I thought it would be Delta Omicron, but I like Delta Cron better. I really do. <laughs> so so it, it just it just has that little like it's almost like a transformer, like one transformer and another. They combine forces, and now it's just like it's so much better, so much better. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if um they'll be able to get an Optimus Prime or something like that. <laughs> People will get to vote and they'll uh, win a prize or something like that. Everybody gets to throw in their pick for the new variant name. Uh, yeah, I thought of I, I thought of Transformers too when I heard this uh, Delta Cron. No, that's that's pretty good because yeah, yeah, I I would love to be on the committee that brings up and figures out these names, you know, <laughs> because eventually I'm like, well, I think this one's got to be a prime, doesn't it? Prime prime. <laughs> It's like, oh no, 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 we can't go that far. It's too far. We've <laughs> yeah. gone too far if we do that. <laughs> too far, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh shocking, but uh man, this world, I don't know, man. We're we're in trouble. This world is uh looks like it's in serious trouble. The the variants are just going exploding again, and uh we're getting another um atmospheric river coming. We had a horrible <laughs> dump of snow here. Uh, we had a heat dome, we had atmospheric river, we had floods, we, you know, it's uh, like calamities coming and nobody's <laughs> really talking about it. Like, I don't know, man, this is kind of scary. This is the worst weather we've had in a year in, in my life here. And uh, I think it's, it's coming again. They're like, another atmospheric river, get ready <laughs> this week, here it comes. So basically what you're describing is end of days. <laughs> This is it. <laughs> this yeah, is, this it, is yeah. it. Before, before we know it, there's going to be like a, like a plague of locusts coming at us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the sun, the sun is going to go like the sky's going to go blood red, and it's like, oh no, now that's it. That's it. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I drove by work. I had to go to get my COVID test this week, and I drove by work, and I saw the Teamsters gathering. There was a huge Teamster gathering, and I think they know something we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they would be the first to know you know like out of our out of our various unions they would probably be the first to know yeah, yeah for sure. exactly yeah 
Um, yeah, we never really got to talk about the holidays. Happy New Year. I don't know how long Happy New Year goes for. It's uh, the 10th today, but uh, Happy New Year. I know we've uh, exchanged words through text and all that, but um, yeah, the uh, the holidays were, were slow for most. Um, I did get two Christmases, which was great for me, a couple of great dinners and a lot of fun, but we had a really strange start to the uh, Christmas holiday. Uh, you remember uh, about six months ago, I was deciding I wanted to uh, sit in my girlfriend's backyard and soak up some sun as I'm reading the computer and stuff. And I said that uh, I had to pick up some landmines that were around because I uh, didn't want to sit in that. Yeah, and it was it was pretty devastating. Well. Um, we got invited over to my dad's place over on the island, and uh, he said, bring the dog, bring the dog. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. We're not sure we should bring the dog. And they just kept saying, bring the dog, bring the dog. So finally, we said, all right, let's do it. So get over there, uh, come in. Uh, girlfriend's never actually seen my dad's new place, so he's given us a tour and tell, shows us the downstairs, shows us the main floor. We go upstairs. Come back downstairs. There is a huge landmine on the carpet, a shag carpet right in the living room. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, Lorraine notices it and she's like, ah. So she runs over to the kitchen to try to get a paper towel and get something to clean it up. And in the meantime, my dad steps right on it and, oh! <laughs> and, oh! and tracks it. Tracks oh. it all over the carpet. Uh, we were there, maybe it's grand total of about three to five minutes and already disaster. <laughs> it was just, it was unbelievable. You couldn't have scripted it worse than that. It was crazy, man. Oh, okay. So I guess I know, understand why you didn't want to bring the dog. <laughs> I guess I know I get it. I get it. Yeah. Now, now, is the dog usually well-behaved, or was this just like a one-off? No, he's usually actually really well-behaved, but um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. He just got nervous, or I don't know. He, he thought the carpet was the grass. I don't know what, what he was doing, but it was uh, it was an absolute nightmare. Uh, she almost cried. I almost just, I just couldn't believe it. I was just shaking my head. <laughs> for days i just kept looking at the carpet thinking what the hell man why why it was it was a pretty pretty brutal debut to start the christmas holidays off oh man that yeah but good story though good story <laughs> I, I love the fact that your old man didn't know yeah and you, you didn't warn him it's just like oh <laughs> It's like, whoop, whoop. Know, my foot feels kind of weird. What is that? <laughs> yeah, luckily he had slippers on. Uh, I didn't mention that part. Luckily he had slippers on. And, and so it was just on the slippers and the carpet. But uh, yeah, it was a, a rough beginning. Uh, I don't think the dog will be uh, invited on any road trips from this point forward. I think that's actually the probably the longest that he's ever traveled in his lifetime. So uh, this that could be it for road trips for the dog. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like he didn't even like the road trip. That's why he may have done that. He may no. have sabotaged it for himself, saying, no, next time, just leave me alone. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
The other, uh, the other crazy thing that happened was um, uh, some family members showed up uh, from all over the island and uh, around the world, really. And, and uh, so we were sitting down for dinner and all of a sudden an argument uh, kicked in. Um, I guess uh, one of the guys, all he did was bring cards, uh, no beer, no food, uh, just a lot of Tupperware. So he ended up actually getting booted. He got kicked out of the Christmas he had to leave in shame, get in his car and drive away. It was uh, it was pretty crazy, man. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you serious? Did that really happen? What <laughs> your family members? Like, come on. Yeah, come on. he just all he did was bring gift cards and Tupperware, and that was it. Out the door, buddy. Uh, you're not uh, invited anymore. Yeah. Made a better effort. <laughs> sounds 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 interesting. That was interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> no, just, just, just kidding. But uh, yeah, I, I thought about you a little bit over the holidays. I was no, like, I got that. <laughs> I, I got that part. I got it. For those that don't know, yes, this is what I usually do. You have to understand I'm a single man and I like to keep things easy. I do presents as gift cards because gift cards are easy. And also, the other thing is that everybody knows that knows me. I bring Tupperware <laughs> to these things. Because, again, I'm single and I need the food. <laughs> I need it to live. Everybody knows that. So that's you po poking fun at me. I get it. Okay. I get it. <laughs> that's good. I like it. All right. Well, you didn't get the boot. You didn't get the boot this year. They, uh, they were fine with you showing up like that. Yeah, they were fine. They were fine. Yeah, sometimes I even brought like a bottle of wine. Sometimes. Oh, okay. Not That's all good. the time, though. No. You have to really earn that. I really earn that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right. Well, good. Well, you you, you escaped unscathed. Uh, I'm glad you had some leftovers over the holidays. And and um, yeah, man. Well, this is great. Uh, what a what an amazing weekend. Uh, we've never had week 18 in the NFL. And it came down to the last game of the season. Uh, playoffs burst on the line still. Uh, the, the NFL couldn't have planned it better. They just absolutely had it right to the end where these two teams, if they tie, they both get in. Whoever wins is in. If somebody wins, the Steelers win because they had a tie earlier in the year. It was just uh, crazy scenarios going in. Uh, all the way to the very final, final snap of the whole NFL year. It was crazy. Yeah, it was it was awesome, actually, because, like, it, it, you were fully invested. You know, every, every fan is fully invested to see where their teams are going to line up, to see if their teams can even make it into the playoffs. It was it was great, man. It, you couldn't have asked for it any better in this topsy-turvy, crazy NFL season. A lot of it obviously has to do with uh, – situation we're all in with the COVID. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been the most amazing NFL year. Uh, Tennessee Titans end up uh, clinching first place overall in the AFC East, and they used uh, 88 players, I heard. Uh, they used 88 different players. It's the most that NFL team has ever used. Um, uh, so many upsets, just um, crazy amount of bizarre, bizarre, bizarre things happening. Uh, today is always called Black Monday. Uh, there will usually be a bunch of firings uh, for the NFL teams that don't make the playoffs. Uh, this year, the Vikings and the Bears both cleaned house with the GM and the coach getting fired. Uh, but the big shocking news today was that the Miami Dolphins 
parted ways with coach Brian Flores uh, after Miami had won eight of their last nine games to Kate. So close to the playoffs, just missing out by a game. Uh, were you shocked by that news? Uh, yes and no. Mm. There might have been a conversation before the season even started saying, these are the expectations. And if you don't meet these expectations, like a hard line they might have drawn in the beginning of the year saying, if you don't meet it, you're gone. Right. And he came close. He came super close, but he still didn't meet said expectations. So then they had to get rid of him. But at the same time, that's something to build on for them for the future, for the next season. So you think then maybe maybe he's earned enough, you know, so that he can go and continue on with his uh, idea, his philosophies, how he wants the team to grow for the next season. But I guess uh, the Dolphins ran out of patience. Yeah. Well, I was quite surprised, uh, but I ha had heard that uh, he wasn't getting along too well with the general manager and the quarterback. And that's kind of a coach killer. Yeah. If you can't get along with those two guys, usually your job tenure uh, has a shelf life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because your quarterback is the leader of all the players on the field and your GM well, leads the franchise. And if you can't get along with the two most powerful people, you could ar ar argue in the franchise, well, then you're probably not going to go too far. Yeah. Uh, what about the uh, cleaning house in uh, Chicago or Minnesota? I'm surprised by the GMs also um, getting sacked there. Uh, yes. Uh, the, the GM for Minnesota, yes. The Bears, maybe not so much, because I think the Bears just need a complete change in their culture, right. to be honest with you. I, I think I think something definitely has to change within that organization, and I think it starts from the top down. And so if they have to get rid of, like, the GM there, then that's probably the right call. But Minnesota, what a weird team. Up and down, all season, yeah. and they lost so many close games. Crazy, yeah. Uh, yeah. To the point that I thought the GM would have bought himself some time with that in mind, yeah. but I guess not. Yeah. Uh, Vic Fangio was fired yesterday uh, because uh, Denver played on Saturday. Uh, the Raiders uh, also just have a temporary coach right now. The Jags have a temporary coach. So there are six openings currently in the NFL. Uh, there might be some more. There's going to be some exit interviews and a bunch of things to figure out, but uh, Black Monday is usually tough on coaches that do not make the playoffs. But uh, this year, an unprecedented 14 teams made the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be fun to break down it. Um, NFC, Green Bay Packers get the bye. Uh, they finish top overall. Uh, they ended up um, losing Detroit, which, uh, you know, was pretty brutal, but... Uh, I guess they definitely rested some of their starters. Um, do you think it's it's a rest versus rust thing that we're going to be talking about? Uh, do you think it's good to have that buy as that number one overall team? I think it is if you have like an older team or an older quarterback with Aaron Rodgers, right? And I, I, th I think with him, you know, even if they, they sat him for the second half, which which they did, 
I don't think that's going to affect him too much. He's he's been through this process before, right. so he should be okay. You know. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I I think for the Packers, they can rest up. They can make sure that their players. I don't know. Don't see anybody else in society, so they don't get any COVID. You know, like <laughs> wow. they just bunker down. They take care of themselves, take care of their bodies, and they, you know, they hopefully they'll step out on the right foot when they get when they finally see the field. Yeah. Uh, they will play the lowest remaining seed after uh, next weekend's games. This coming weekend's games, uh, the number two seed are the defending champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they were able to um, have a, an incredible MVP season from uh, uh, Tom Brady again. Uh, he he threw for over 5,000 yards. Uh, this was the third most in history, 5,316 yards, 43 touchdowns, and 485 completions, which is the most ever. Uh, his other 5,000-yard season was – 2011, 10 years ago. Um, how can a 44-year-old man have the best statistical numbers of his career? Uh, how does this guy keep drinking from the fountain of youth and having these incredible statistical years? It doesn't make any sense. It's like God said, you're my guy, Tom. So you'll be able to play till, I don't know, forever. Yes. <laughs> Literally, that's what it seems like. I, I think I saw something else during the game that came up where it had how many passes he had over past the age of 40 for touchdown passes. 83, Jeez. all right? Or it was more than that because I think he had two more passes after that. So it might have been 85. Wow. But either way, all the other quarterbacks that have played past the age of 40, if you combine their totals, it was a fourth one-fourth of what Tom Brady's done. Oh, my God. They, wow. Yeah. Just, a, just a quarter of what he's done. Quarter. Uh, One quarter. Wow. Yeah. And then also, too, it's almost like he wants to say this. I want to make sure that everybody knows I'm the best because I'm going to take every freaking quarterback record that the NFL has to offer until I retire. <laughs> like, like, that's where he's at right now. He's on the level if I'm going to draw a parallel to another sport of Wayne Gretzky, where it's just like, I'm just going to take every, every freaking record. Nobody will ever beat me. I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> he already holds career records for passing yardage and touchdowns. Every single game provides new records. Uh, his all time yardage record sits now at 84,520 <laughs> yards. All time TD record is 624. <laughs> and you know he's going for an eighth Super Bowl. Uh, he was dealt a massive blow when Antonio Brown had his huge meltdown. Um, he's also missing Chris Godwin and uh, Leonard Fournette. Uh, with those three absences, does he have enough weapons to um, go all the way and take this Super Bowl title for the eighth time? Yep, he sure does. You want to know why? Because he's Tom Brady. He'll figure it out. <laughs> that's what he's always done, and that's what he always will do. The one thing that I will say that surprised me was um, clearly Antonio Brown is uh, needs some mental health. Yeah. Here's why I say this. You have literally 
the greatest quarterback that the league has ever seen that you have the opportunity and the pleasure to play for. You have a chance to win a Super Bowl with this guy. The team is headed in all the right directions, but your ego wouldn't let you stay as part of the team. Your ego told you that, nah, I'm a little bit bigger and better than all of this. And these people need to kowtow to me. No, that's actually not the way it works. Yeah. It's not the way it works. All he needed to do was just play football and keep his head down. And apparently he couldn't even do that. Okay. Yeah, well, he's melted down everywhere he's played. And uh, just another example of, um, yeah, just a prima donna receiver that thinks he's bigger than the game. And, uh, you know, he can do anything he wants and there's no consequences. But, you know, this this could be his last hurrah. Uh, And super talented player. But, uh, man, he has just absolutely blown it in so many opportunities. Um, This this story that I um, have a little clip from. Uh, from the weekend really shows Tom Brady though and his loyalty to guys uh, his ability to help guys Uh, Rob Gronkowski went into the game yesterday with the possibility of earning another million dollars in incentive bonuses he just needed seven catches and 85 yards to get the two incentives worth 500,000 apiece Uh, he had hit the yardage mark uh, early on in the game and uh, a lot of um, a lot of teams, once they've solidified their playoff positioning, were resting their starters. And Tom Brady, uh, they came over and said to Tom, uh, "We're going to play the backup guy." And he said, "No, no, I'm going in. Gronk needs to get a couple more catches to get his uh, 500k. I'm going to go throw it to him." He made sure he got a seventh catch, and then the, they pulled him out of the game. Uh, he was Gronk was able to get that million dollars for uh, the two incentives. And, um, you know, he would have done the same for Brown. Brown was supposedly getting mad at not meeting his some of his incentives. And he asked the Bucks to uh, just honor that without him reaching them. Uh, I'm sure Tom Brady would have went out of his way to help A.B. get those two. Of course, because that's who he is. I think he's done that throughout the entirety of his whole career, of his stellar ridiculous unbelievable career that's who he is he's a team player right that's that a team player would do what tom brady's done restructure your contract so that everybody can come back do this do that like he's done that literally through the entirety of his career so i'm not surprised at that and i do remember seeing that the the conversation on the sidelines where he's just like oh no no ain't none of that happening going back in thanks (laughs) i love it when a player can actually say because he has the wherewithal to do that, because he's freaking Tom Brady, to tell Bruce Arians, no, no, none of that's happening. We're going back in. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty remarkable, pretty incredible. And, and uh, yeah, uh, you got to root for a guy like that, even though he has won it all and, uh, you know, continues to be uh, put records out of reach and uh, continue that uh, greatest of all time or, you know, nobody will ever be able to, uh, ever reach it, but uh, you got to cheer for a good guy like that. Uh, we'll see. Uh, they face the Eagles, who uh, you know have had an up and down year. Um, and I know the Eagles are super happy they got a, rid of Carson Wentz. Uh, Jalen Hurts is starting to still learn the NFL. 
uh, becoming more of a, a pocket passer than just a running guy that can throw. Uh, the Eagles uh, were the best rushing team in the league this year, but Tampa Bay's defense was third against the rush. Um, do you think the Eagles uh, can make a good game of this anyway? Uh, yeah, you know, they would, they're, they're going to have to be completely on point to make this into uh, a, a tough game for the Bucks. Like they're, they're going to have to really minimize mistakes to the utmost if they want to beat the Bucks. Because right now, from the way I see it, even though Tom Brady's missing some pieces w- within the receiving, other guys are stepping up. So I, I, I see the Eagles have a very, very tough path if they're trying to beat the Bucs. I, th- I, I think the Bucs win this game. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay won their only meeting against each other this year, 28-22, October 14th. Uh, Fournette had two touchdowns. AB had a TD. Both are out, but um, – for Philly, uh, Hertz threw a touchdown to Ertz, who he's gone, uh, and, he, and he ran one in himself. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think um, Philly is super happy. Like I said, getting rid of Carson Wentz, uh, Jalen Hurts is the future, but it might not be this year. I, I think uh, you can look forward to some uh, great play from him uh, as the years go by. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. I, I agree with that. Um, that hurts. This is his first go around. You know, get some valuable experience from it. But he's going up against the goat. Really hard to beat the goat. <laughs> yeah, very hard. Yeah. Uh, this game uh, is played uh, Sunday morning. Uh, well, Sunday morning uh, Pacific time, ten a.m. here, one o'clock Eastern time. Uh, starts off the triple header on Sunday. We see. Uh, let's talk about the number three seed, Cowboys. Uh, they they will uh, go in and uh, they they absolutely came in on a high winning uh, on Saturday 51 26 over those Eagles uh, Dak Prescott threw for a career high five TDs uh, they've won five of their last six and uh, really on a roll right now looking very strong uh, incredible defense um, really good solid team uh, I think I I th- I think, uh, you know, they finally have put it all together and, and have a really good chance to, uh, to advance far. Um, what do you think uh, we're going to see as they, they face the Niners? Okay, so first off, I'm going to give props to uh, the owner, Jerry Jones, for actually bolstering his defense for once. And then look at what it got him. I'm third in the NFC. Smart. <laughs> Looks like he's listening to somebody. That's good. No. Uh, but uh, the Niners are going to be a tough, tough matchup. But the Niners have a weakness. And I think the Cowboys should be able to exploit it, which is their secondary. They have so many missing pieces to the 49ers secondary that if Prescott can can take advantage of that somehow, some way, because I'm pretty sure they're going to probably try to blitz the heck out of him in that game. No. Not trying to give him too much time at all to think. But if he can take advantage of that, I think the Cowboys could breeze by the 49ers. But the 49ers were super impressive this week. And that's because of their ridiculous comeback that they probably shouldn't have been able to do by the one-man army in Debo Samuel. Yeah. That guy. Unbelievable. Amazing. So if they can, if the Cowboys can shut him down and take 
uh, take advantage of uh, the, the beat up secondary, the 49ers, they're going to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. Debo's doing things that uh, no other receivers done. Uh, it's incredible. He's, He's running the ball for touchdowns. He's catching the ball for touchdowns. He even threw a touchdown. Uh, yeah, he's um, he's unbelievable. Uh, turning back to Dallas, you mentioned their defense. Trayvon Diggs led the uh, league with 11 picks. Uh, Micah Parsons, uh, the rookie, came in, had 84 tackles, 13 sacks, 24 uh, tackles for a loss, and three forced fumbles. Uh, Dallas's defense had the most takeaways, this year, 34, 26 interceptions. Uh, this is the first team in history that has players with 4,000 passing yards, 1,000 rushing yards, 1,000 receiving yards, 10-plus sacks, and 10-plus interceptions. Never been done in NFL history to have all five guys do that. Um, man, yeah, they've really balanced themselves very quickly that – Defense has been porous for years, uh, been able to really solidify it and make it a, a, a very, very, very tough defense right away. Yeah, that's impressive. That's impressive to have all of those players on the same team, no doubt. Yeah. Like, so, yeah, they're going to be a real problem in the playoffs. The Cowboys should feel really good about where they are and where they're at. In the 90s, these two teams really dominated. Uh, they played each other three straight NFC titles uh, in the middle of the 90s. Uh, this is their first postseason meeting since 1995. Uh, Cowboys won two of those three NFC title games and five out of seven overall that they played. Uh, this one will be played in Big D. It's uh, 1.30 Pacific, 4.30 Eastern time. Um, yeah, uh, more things. Uh, Dallas NFL best uh, 31.2 points per game, 407 offensive yards per game. Uh, Dak having a career year. Uh, just, yeah, I, I, I just feel like there's just too many weapons on both sides of the ball there for the Niners. Uh, Niners, um, you know, had a phenomenal run. They, they won five of their last six to um, get into a playoff position. Uh, Jimmy G's a uh, little banged up with that thumb. Uh, their, their running game has, has been pretty good, but not as dominant as it was the last couple seasons. So uh, probably uh, Dallas uh, ends up moving on in this one. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. I think the Cowboys are better all around, better than the 49ers at this point in time. Like, I, I honestly think that Garoppolo is going to have to have a unbelievably stellar game yeah. just to give the 49ers a chance to win this game. Very true. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's turn to the uh, four or five seed. It's the Rams against the Cardinals. And uh, this was coming down to both teams were playing at the same time. Uh, they were battling for the division title. Uh, the Rams had to win to secure it for sure. Uh, and but we just mentioned the Niners were able to beat them in overtime. Uh, it was uh, a huge comeback by the Niners and um, really capped off at the end with a Matthew Stafford pick. Uh, that is his eight pick in the last three games, uh, eight touchdowns, eight picks in those last three games. Uh, the only reason why they didn't, uh, Rams didn't win this division going away, um, should the Rams 
fans be quite worried about um, big mistakes like this really biting them and and uh, maybe causing them to lose against their division rival Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, they should be worried about that because I do remember that play, that last pick that Stafford threw. He, th- he underthrew the guy. Yeah, Odell he under- was. He underthrew him. Like, the guy was open. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what would happen there? I thought he had a good arm. He yeah. underthrew him. Sure did. He had a chance to win that game, and he underthrew him. So, yeah, his accuracy has not been good over the last couple of games. So it is cause for concern. And 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 for the mere fact that they're playing the cards, they're just as good as them. Yeah. So you got to bring your best, both teams, because either team can win that game. That is that is as tight and as razor thin that I've ever seen it. You know, like Rams have a great great uh, receiver and Cooper Cup, yeah. and I like to get back to Cooper Cup in a second too because I think he should be winning MVP. Anyways. And then also, too, DeAndre Hopkins. They, they also have, like, a stellar stud receiver on their side of things. There's a lot of things that are equal with both, uh, both of these teams meeting up in the playoffs. I think in the NFC, personally, this will probably be the best game out of the three. Yeah. I think it's super evenly matched. Uh, their division rivals play each other at least twice a year. Uh, the Rams won the last meeting on December 13th, 3023. Uh, Cards won the first matchup this year, 37-20 on October 3rd. Uh, Cooper Cup on December 13th was massive. Uh, 13 catches, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. and Van Jefferson also had TDs there. Stafford was great with three TD passes and almost 300 yards. Uh, Kyler Murray had a bit of an off game that night uh, with a couple picks that he threw. He still, he threw for 300 yards, but the two interceptions really hurt them. Uh, James Connor was massive in that game. Um, two touchdowns on the ground and nine catches for 94 yards through the year. Uh, AJ Green was great. DeAndre Hopkins uh, played that game, but he has been injury injured. And I think he's going to miss at least this game and possibly the next game. So that's a, a huge blow for the Cardinals. Um, yeah, talk about Cooper Cup. I've got some stats. Uh, uh, what an incredible year. I agree. He should be uh, right up there for MVP consideration. I think Tom Brady he needs it again, but uh, Cooper Cup, yeah, what a year. What an absolute incredible year. Yeah, like like Cup. Okay. He's, about, he's the fourth player to do this uh, since they've been taking the stats from the 70s. 145 receptions. 1,947 receiving yards and 16 TG catches. So if he can't win it, which he probably won't <laughs> because Brady has done what Brady does again. It's either like, cause I think it's between three players, Brady Rogers and Cooper cup. Right. Yeah. And I, and unfortunately <laughs> I can't believe it. Like even with the numbers I just said about Cooper cup, you probably won't win it. Yeah. You probably won't win it. It's usually given to quarterbacks. Uh, it's very rarely given to anybody but quarterbacks. But, um, yeah, he joins rarefied air, like you said. He led the, in those three categories, catches, yards, and receiving TDs. Uh, Jerry Rice, Sterling Sharp, and Steve Smith in 2005, the last guy to do it. Uh, rarefied air. Uh, he's third all-time in yardage in a season. Uh, uh Julio Jones, uh, Jerry Rice, 
and, and then Cooper Cup. Uh, amazing, uh, yeah, amazing accomplishment. Just 145 catches. Like every week I was looking, holy cow, he had double-digit catches every week. The guy was just phenomenal. Uh, the most amazing hands. Uh, just and, and really, really quick, incredible route runner. Uh, this is, yeah, this is a historic year. And, you know, yeah, if Tom Brady doesn't throw for 5,000 yards and, <laughs> and 43 touchdowns and most completions, yeah, I think slam dunk uh, win for Cooper Cup. Uh, I hope they give it to him because, um, yeah, it would be historic. And, and uh, yeah, he does deserve it, really. I think he deserves it. And I think Brady can say, I can give it, I can give away one. Why not? <laughs> Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Brady won't do that because he goes, no, 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 that's mine. <laughs> yeah. But I, 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 I'm impressed with what Cup was able to do this year. And then also, too, his durability. I don't think he missed any games. No. Yeah. No. Like, like that, that, for this particular season, is absolutely incredible. Awesome, It yeah. really is. Yeah. That's completely amazing that he didn't well, get into COVID protocol, didn't get hurt played every game yeah. wow funny enough uh they say aaron Rodgers has the inside track but the numbers uh you look at brady's numbers and rogers numbers uh brady just blows him out of the water there uh, i'm i'm surprised that uh yeah rogers gets it uh a lot of times they just think the team with the best record you know deserves the the mvp but uh you know to me it's it's really it shouldn't be close uh brady out sean uh, Aaron Rodgers in, in, you know, in his performances all season long and Aaron Rodgers, you know, had this controversy with the COVID. I think that's going to hurt him in some votes, but um, yeah, supposedly he still has the inside track to win it. I agree with you. I don't see how, like the only thing that he had better than Brady was his level of interceptions. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's it. It's yeah. the only thing you beat him in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure Rogers at this point in time is just like, oh man, I, I really don't like that guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> exactly, he's, just, yeah. he's just that good. He's just that good, man. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I was trying to list uh, the top receiving mm -hmm. yardage and I, I forgot. Calvin Johnson has the most ever, uh, 1,964. Mm -hmm. Cup has second most now. Uh, Julio Jones is third and Jerry Rice is fourth all-time in single-season yardage record. So, uh, yeah, way to go, Cooper. It would be great. Great to see him get the trophy. Uh, that would be amazing. Uh, I, I laughed a little bit when um, when Aaron Rodgers said, I didn't realize that they were thinking of uh, changing it to MVVP, uh, Most <laughs> Valuable Vaccinated Player. <laughs> <laughs> he got into a bit of an argument with uh, a writer that said he wouldn't vote for him because he's a bad guy. And uh, Rogers called him a bum and then said, you know, the guy only doesn't like me because I'm not vaccinated. Uh, you know, that's ridiculous. They should, uh, you know, remove him from voting. Uh, it's pretty bad when he's uh, just uh, picking against me because I'm not vaccinated. It, it became pretty heated. I'm not sure where it's going to go, but did you hear any of that exchange? No, I. I didn't, but I liked how he threw shade back right back at the reporter calling the MVVP. That was, that's actually pretty funny. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> but to, to, he does have a bit of a point, Rogers, when he says it like that. He does have a point. But at the same time, this was all self-inflicted. He yeah. did that to himself. 
True. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay, we've talked about the NFC. Let's talk about the AFC. Uh, man, it came down right to the end there, too. Uh, last few positions uh, right at the very end, Sunday night, as I mentioned off the top. Uh, AFC, uh, AFC champs are the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they got a big victory and took the top seed. Uh, it sounds like Derrick Henry's coming back. Uh, man, they, I would be very leery to, to face those Titans uh, after next weekend. Whoever emerges as the lowest seed will uh, have to go into Tennessee. Hostile crowd. Um, very, very, very solid, good team that uh, still kept winning, even though when, even though Henry was out for the last eight games of the year. Yeah, and they, they got somewhat of a scare from the Texans with 18 unanswered points, and they had to hang on a win. Kind of weird. But anyway, so, but at the same time, I still cannot believe that Derek Henry's going to be able to come back. Mm-hmm. The guy's healing abilities are like, he's, in, he's an X-Man. He's Wolverine. That shouldn't have happened. I don't know how he did that. I, I honestly don't understand. But... If I'm the Tennessee Titans, I'm like, oh, it just keeps getting better. They're going to have their workhorse back. Yeah. Oh, man. I Titans are going to be a problem now. <laughs> yeah. And also, too, the other thing about Derrick Henry coming back is he's not beat up anymore. He's rested. And he's very ready. So. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Uh, yeah, he... You know, you go through a 17-game schedule like this, everybody's banged up. Uh, he's going to be ready. As long as he can get back to a 90 95%, uh, I think, man, that's a huge, massive weapon to add uh, and a guy that's fresh. Yes, fresh. It, it, that's, ex- that's exactly what, yeah, he's going to be fresh. He hasn't had to do the rigors. All he had to do was, like, get better and heal himself up. And now he's going to be coming in with the bye – so more time off just to get better, to get ready, get himself there to where he needs to be. Oh, he's, yeah, the Titans can be really tough out now. Yeah. Really tough. Well, the uh, two-time defending uh, AFC champions, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, just narrowly missed out on uh, getting that bye. Uh, typically, that number two seed does get the bye this year because they added a, a second team. They're in there. In the NFC, the defending champs are number two seed. AFC defending champs are the number two seed. Uh, They have to go in and play this uh, Steelers team that nobody expected to be there. Uh, We watched the Monday Nighter uh, this past week and Ben Roethlisberger's last home game. This was supposed to be his last hurrah. And somehow they pulled off a really uh, big victory over the Baltimore Ravens and squeaked in somehow. Uh, things aligned, Colts blew it, and uh, the Steelers are in. Uh, pretty, pretty shocking. All those Steelers fans must have been like, oh my God, this is going to end in a tie. I can't believe this. And we're missing out. And uh, Raiders kicked that late field goal and, and put the Steelers in. Uh, did the Steelers have any shot against the Chiefs in this one? <laughs> okay, so normally I would say, oh no, no, they don't have a shot. They don't. They don't have a shot. They, they have nothing. But it's almost like, 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 how about this? Like, if you if you put a wounded animal like in the corner, and he's got nothing else left but to just fire out with all guns blazing, just to try to survive, 
That's kind of what the, the Steelers remind me of. Yeah. They're wounded. Like this is this is Ben's last shot. This is it. And after that, he's retired. And so I think the team goes, we're just we're just gonna give it our all. Yeah. We're gonna do it for Ben. Big Ben. <laughs> now, is it gonna be enough? I don't think so. Yeah. But it could make this game very, very interesting. It could be a closer game than people think. Yeah, uh, he he has really defied odds. Uh, the Steelers entered the day with a 9% chance to make the playoffs, uh, <laughs> according to the FBI stats. Uh, Houston Texans are the only team to have less snaps with the lead this season over the Steelers. Uh, somehow they pulled it off. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, though, uh, he had seven game-winning drives in the fourth quarter of overtime this year, the most in the NFL. So he pulled his team back. Uh, he gets to play the one more game. That was his 53rd uh, comeback win in his career, uh, defying odds. And uh, that Hall of Fame career just has one more game at least. Uh, the Chiefs did blow out the Steelers on Boxing Day, 36-10. to 10. Mahomes was huge with three touchdowns, three, uh, 260 yards through the air. Uh, Pringle had a couple touchdowns. Uh, for, for Pittsburgh, Najee Harris was great. Deontay Johnson had a touchdown. Uh, ben wasn't utilized very much that day, only had 168 yards through the air. But, um, yeah, that uh, was a big blowout win not very long ago, just uh, Boxing Day, December 26th. Um, but we'll see. Um, yeah. I, I, I know they want to do it for Big Ben, give him one last hurrah, and and uh, we'll see. Arrowhead Stadium is a tough place to play, but um, that's why they play the game. Any given Sunday, as they say. Yes, any given Sunday. And, uh, hey, that exactly that's why they play the game. You never would have thought the Steelers could have made it in with a 9% chance of making it in, but they did. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, okay, number three seed, Buffalo Bills. They will host the uh, sixth seed, uh, New England Patriots. Uh, division rivals have been rivals forever and ever and ever. Uh, it's been – there was a couple of big games uh, earlier this year. They had that uh, Bills big win on Boxing Day. They won 33-21. Josh Allen was massive in that game. 314 yards and three touchdowns through the air, uh, 64 yards on the ground. And, uh, yeah, they just dominated that game. They also had that really brutal, weird game where Mac Jones only threw for uh, – only had three attempts, uh, only completed two passes. They ran the ball 46 times and pulled out a 14-10 win in the brutal weather conditions there. Um, yeah, I mean, this is great. Uh We'll see Belichick put the game plan together. Uh, maybe he does the same kind of thing, uh, tries to run the ball down their throat. Uh, Damian Harris played amazing in both games. That guy was running crazy. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think the Patriots have a real shot at, at beating the Bills because of Belichick and their running game. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think Belichick's going to come up with a scheme that's probably going to drive Josh Allen crazy. I think it's going to drive him absolutely up the wall, but Allen has to be prepared for that because yeah. Belichick is going to come up with a scheme that's going to mess with him when he's on the field. So he's got to be prepared for that. This, 
is going to be a very, like, I think ultimately the Bills team is a better team than the Patriots, but the Patriots, like, uh, factor that you have to add in is Belichick in the way that he can scheme for a game. So this is going to be a very close game, a very, very close game, in my opinion. Damian Harris, uh, the first game uh, had uh, 18 carries, 103 yards, and three touchdowns. Uh, and then in the second game, he was uh, 10 carries, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Ramonde Stevenson was the big ball carrier that day, 24 carries, only 78 yards, though. Uh, 46 times they ran it. Uh, that was one of the most insane games. I couldn't believe it watching. Uh, horrible weather conditions, but still, uh, that was in, uh, insane. Uh, that game goes on. For the late, late window on Saturday, uh, 5.15, uh, 5.15 uh, kickoff. Uh, okay, this will be in another game that uh, should be quite close. The four and five seed, the Bengals will be hosting the Raiders. Uh, Raiders got in by the skin of their teeth, as I've mentioned a couple times. Uh, they played Cincinnati earlier this year, November 23rd, 21st. Uh, Joe Mixon was the star in that game. 30 carries, 123 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and they won 32-13 in that game. Um, Burrow wasn't utilized much. Uh, Jamar Chase had a touchdown there, but uh, Mixon is the guy. And they, you got Burrow, you got Mixon, you got Chase. Um, to me, that those three factors there uh, should – enable the Bengals to um, to beat the Raiders. Yeah, I, I would say that too. Like that 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 should that should do it. That should be it. That should be the end of the story. But the Raiders uh, you know, every once in a while when they actually put things together, really hard team to beat. A really hard team to beat. Like especially when they showed it against the Chargers. We both picked the Chargers to win against them. Yeah. And then yeah. the Raiders just totally messed that up. They messed it up to the point that by them winning, the Steelers got it, which shouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so I, 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 I'm with you. I think the Bengals should win this game, but the Raiders are a wild card, man. Like they really are. Like if they put their, if they put it all together, they can win this game. They can win this game. But I, I just, I, I don't, because of their up and down season, I don't really have that much faith in them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Raiders are the first team to make the playoffs, making a mid-season coaching change. Um, I think I heard it since 1961, but uh, I don't know if it's happened before 61. But 60 years, it hasn't happened. Um, there's, you know, four or five guys from the Raiders in jail right now. Uh, I don't know how they were able to pull this off. Um, I want the Raiders to listen to this broadcast and hire themselves a bunch of drivers that will drive these guys home after they leave the club, even if it's in their own fancy car that they want to show off to all the women. Uh, <laughs> just stop these guys from drinking and driving. We had another arrest from a guy uh, last Monday. Uh, it's, it's one of the reasons I said this on my podcast last week. We, we, really didn't want professional teams in Vegas because of the gambling aspect, but also the temptation aspect is there for these young, rich, famous guys 
and they just keep messing up there. And I don't know how the Raiders pulled this together and got a playoff berth. I'm blaming it on the police in Vegas. And I guess Brandon Staley, Brandon Staley, the head coach for the Chargers, for some reason called a timeout when the Raiders were actually just going to run the ball out, kneel down, and it would have been a tie. Both teams make it. They call a timeout. Raiders hand it to Jacobs. He gets a few yards, enough to get a field goal attempt off, and they kick it. Uh, Brandon Staley ruined an amazing, amazing day by Justin Herbert. An amazing season by Herbert. Uh, Herbert threw, had four completions on fourth down in, in the fourth quarter and overtime, uh, but they blew a fourth down early in the game. They went for it fourth and one on their own 18-yard line yes. and uh, didn't make it, handing the Raiders points right there. But Brandon Staley, um, you know, almost deserves to be fired over the mismanagement of that game and the ability to give that team a chance at the playoffs. It was it was shocking and brutal. And the referees, there was a conspiracy. I don't know what the hell was going on. Uh, you, did you see the one pass interference call they had where the ball was thrown into the corner of the end zone and the receiver and the cornerback were in the middle of the end zone? It was 20 yards away from them, and they still called pass interference. Uh, they, they, it was three times as much penalties and penalty yardage for the Chargers over the Raiders. Uh, it was a travesty. I'm really angry and mad at Staley, the referees, and uh, the, the Chargers should be celebrating a victory and a playoff berth today. Yeah, there were some questionable calls by the refs. <laughs> that one that was 20 yards away from – his receiver and the DB where I'm like, oh, so you're saying he had a chance to catch that. That's basically what you're saying. There, there was a chance. No. There was no chance. No There's no chance at all. Come on, man. It was 15 yards away. From the, there's no chance for that. Done. And, and then the Staley thing, like with the head coaching choices that he did make, I don't, I don't know what he's thinking. You're, you're going to go for it fourth down on your own 18? Huh? Huh? Yeah, and the what play call they just handed to Eckler, and he just runs right into the middle of the pile. Like, he's not a bruising back. Like, you get him outside, not right through the middle. The guy's a small guy. He just boom, he was stuffed. Boom, 18 yard line. Like, it was, it was shocking. It was horrible. Uh, the Raiders, uh, interim coach outcoached, uh, the Chargers coach, and uh, man, uh, it's really disappointing because. Herbert was masterful on that last drive. 19 plays, 80 yards uh, in two minutes to force overtime uh, and then go down and kick kick a field goal to uh, put them ahead, and then they end up uh, losing this game. Oh, man, just shocking, brutal. I'm really mad at Staley, but I think the guy that I'm most mad about for the entire uh, season and yesterday has to be Carson Wentz. Um, that guy, how, how do you lose to a two-win team in the Jags and throw away a playoff berth? They lost to the Raiders last week. They lose to the Jags this week, and they were in, and they completely blew it. Uh, man, they, they have to be disappointed that they decided to 
put all their eggs in Carson Wentz's basket because uh, he blew it. He absolutely blew it for this franchise, and some heads should roll. Uh, it was it was just brutal. How do you lose to the Jags? How do you lose to the Jags the last game of the year? Oh, it's easy. Give the ball to Carson Wentz. That's how you lose to the Jags. <laughs> now, now, I love the Jags game plan, though, for this game, which is stop Jonathan Taylor at all costs. Yeah. And then we may give ourselves a chance to win. They did. <laughs> they, they, they just lined up. They loaded up that front line, came after Jonathan Taylor, stopped him, and basically dared, dared Carson Wentz to beat them on his lonesome. Yeah. And he couldn't do that against the worst team in the NFL. Not good. Yeah. And also, too, you can't beat the worst team in the NFL as the star quarterback, then I don't think you belong in the playoffs, period. You don't belong there. No. Uh, I'm, as I said earlier, Philly's super happy they got rid of him. Uh, <laughs> you know, Nick Foles is the guy that won them that Super Bowl. Carson yep. Wentz, you know, might have helped them get there, but he wasn't going <laughs> to win. Uh, he just showed that he's not an elite quarterback. And, uh, man, everybody was like, okay, well, the Colts are in for sure. There won't be a tie in the Raiders-Chargers game. So, the, you know, we can count these guys in and those guys in. And, oh, my God, the whole entire thing just got blown up. The Colts yep. lost. The Steelers were like, hey, there's no way this 9% chance. 9%. They're like sending Christmas cards to Carson Wentz today for sure. Well, they're sending him Christmas cards. They're buying him Amazon gift cards. They're giving him a lot of stuff saying, thanks, Carson. Thanks for being you. All right. We appreciate you. We really do. <laughs> and even though the Jags still won that final game, they are uh, number one in the draft in 2022. Uh, they get the first overall pick. Uh, Lions second, Texans third, the Jets pick fourth and tenth, and the Giants pick fifth and seventh. So uh, these really crappy, lousy teams have a good shot at getting a little bit better. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe that uh, what happened yesterday. Going down to that that last game, uh, so many scenarios still to play out. Uh, I, I don't love parody in sports as much as other people, but this ended up really being the very big beneficial for the NFL that everybody was still tuned in to that Sunday nighter and it meant something for playoff matchups. Yeah. And that's why the NFL loves parody because it has fans invested and they'll keep watching because it's like, wow, this is coming right down to the wire. Got to know. I got to know where my team's going to be at. I got to know if my team can even make it in. If I'm a Colts fan, I'll be like, got to get rid of Carson Wentz. Sorry. It's got to go. <laughs> I mean, like, a lot of things are going on as you're watching these, these games on uh, yesterday on Sunday. And, uh, I, hey, the NFL couldn't be happier, especially with all the stuff that's been happening and everything else. Like, they couldn't be happier because people are invested, people are watching. But I do want to add one more thing, just, just an aside, something that I've noticed. Here in this country, I think now, like, if you're watching a sporting event in Ontario, there's no fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. But in the, in the, in the U.S., <laughs> what I saw, everything's normal. We're good. 
Thanks. <laughs> it, it's very funny about the policies of different countries and how and what they do. And I, I always laugh because it's like for the states, it seems to me like it's more important about making the money than protecting the citizens. Yeah. So. Well, I've been to a couple of things in the past week. Uh, I went to see the Vancouver Warriors lacrosse team. They played Colorado uh, over the weekend on Friday. Uh, we went there half capacity. Um, they were very, very, very strict. Uh, they constantly had the security and the ushers coming down saying, put your mask on, put your mask on. Uh, you're only allowed to have it down. When you took a sip, had to put it right back up, uh, take it down, eat something, put it right back on. They were just enforcing it all game, all game long. It was annoying and shitty, but um, they were there and they were really, really making sure that uh, everybody who had their mask on, if they weren't immediately drinking and eating. Well, and that makes sense because you've seen the spikes in the numbers. So that, you know, like that's just being, I don't know, socially responsible. <laughs> okay. But then when I look at, let's say, uh, the Warriors game the other day, Golden, right? State. Yeah. Golden State game. Yeah. I, okay, so maybe 20% of the people in the stands were wearing a mask. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, okay then, cool. Right yeah. on. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is anymore. I just know that for certain countries have certain policies that they follow. The states are definitely a lot different than us. But I'm more comfortable being here at this point in time than being over there. Yeah, I wish them the best, but I like being here. I, I was uh, I was really disappointed that uh, my Canucks tickets were uh, postponed again and possibly canceled, but postponed again. And uh, but you know I, I I want these numbers to go down and you know us to get back to to normal at some point and not you know that that the virus not keep running through our society over and over and over again. So, you know, I get it, but uh, it is frustrating. Uh, I, I went to a movie uh, on Saturday and uh, right away the usher comes up and says, you know, same thing. You need to wear a mask the entire time unless you're actually physically eating or drinking at the moment. Um, you know, you don't really want to sit somewhere and watch a movie for an hour and a half, two hours uh, with the mask on, but um, yeah, they're being very, very strict and enforcing the rules, but I'm definitely not seeing it south of the border from here. No, no, I'm not, not. But like, I'm torn though. I'm torn, and here's why I'm torn. I love seeing the fans in the stands. We've seen it before. We don't have the fans in the stands, and it just it feels like it's an exhibition game. <laughs> like it's just like you're like, oh wow, this is super exciting. Woo. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. so I, I do appreciate the fans in the stands what I what I what I would appreciate more is if you know people took their personal health a little bit more into consideration yeah I guess, exactly. you know yeah, yeah. but at the end of the day hey they got their thing I'm glad NFL is on glad that the professional sports leagues are pushing forward as best they can to provide us with some entertainment some hope and uh, yeah, some just some good times, something to really glam on. That's positive. Yeah, it's positive. Okay, I got some to share before we move on from the NFL. Uh, this will be uh, fun. Uh, this uh, 
this was posted yesterday afternoon. And I think I hear them saying, go Carson, go Carson, go Carson. see Tomlin in there dancing with the team <laughs> and they, they, they were left for dead nobody picked them to make the playoffs uh, and they, they pulled it off Tomlin has had a phenomenal career that organization has had an amazing run with him only three coaches in the history of the Steelers uh, yeah and they, they pulled it off and like you said uh, you know Big Ben they did it for him they really pulled it together for him and, and it's great to see a coach Having that kind of fun in the locker room after a big win. Of course, because he's like having so much fun because he's like, statistically, this shouldn't have happened. This was actually an impossible way to get into the playoffs, but we still pulled it off. And so with that kind of momentum, that's why I'm saying the Chiefs could be in for a really tough game. Yeah. They really could because yeah. they have that momentum. And on the defensive side of the ball for the Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Watt is a problem. Yeah. For anybody. Yeah. Well, I, I wanted to mention him while we talked about the Steelers. Uh, he tied the NFL record for sacks in a season with Michael Strahan. Uh, you know, he actually, uh, to me, he had two sacks that game. They only gave him credit for one. Uh, but um, Michael Strahan said he did it in 13 games. He said, <laughs> I'm not throwing shade on the guy, but I did in 13. You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I think Watt missed a couple games even anyway, but. Uh, <laughs> but uh, great accomplishment, and man, he is a force. Uh, he is such an anchor on that defense, and they got a great defense anchored by Watt. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, they do. They really do. But I love, I love Strahan saying, "I'm not throwing shade, but I'm throwing shade. I'm not throwing it, but I am." Thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, what an what an amazing season! You talk about the you know Steelers could pull off this upset. We saw some amazing upsets this year. Uh, the Jags beat the the Bills and the Colts uh, when they were fourteen point underdogs. Fifteen and a half against Buffalo, they were underdogs. Fourteen against uh, Indy, and they pulled off those wins. And those are out of their three wins of the year. Uh, the Texans pulled off two big wins that they weren't supposed to win. Against the Chargers, they were uh, supposed to be 13-and-a-half-point dogs. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Titans, who finished first in the AFC. Uh, Titans were 10-point favorites going in. Uh, the Lions beat the Cardinals. The Jets beat Cincy. Uh, Lions were supposed to went, lose by 13. Jets were supposed to lose by 11 to Cincy. And uh, all those teams finish at the bottom. They're going to draft really high. Uh, but they, there was just crazy, crazy upsets. So, you know, yes, we have made some predictions, but any given Sunday, any team can win. You just got to get in. The Chargers should be in there. They should be given a chance. Uh, they are not. The Saints also were right there on the cusp. Uh, they must have just been heartbroken when uh, the Niners uh, pulled off their win against the Rams because the Saints were in there if the, if the Niners lost. Uh, I, I fully expected the Saints to be there. I didn't think the Niners would beat the Rams, but but they pulled it off. And 
Uh, what an NFL season. Can't wait for Wild Card Weekend. We've got six games to uh, put together. Man, it's going to be fun. Two games Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday. Uh, it's going to be fun to put, do this next Monday when all those games are done. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome to see what the results of all these games are, who's going to be going forward, uh, who's going to be favored. <sighs> and then seeing Tom Brady going forward, I know he's going to go forward again. Because yeah. that's what he does. But he does, yeah. <laughs> that's what he does. So, yeah, it's uh, going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, speaking of football, we decided to do this a little early. Uh, the national title game in college is happening tonight. Alabama going for a eighth title. Nick Saban is that Bill Belichick of college football, and uh, he's got the Heisman Trophy winner in Bryce Young. They're facing off against Georgia, a rematch from last year. Uh, Georgia has not uh, won in like 40 years, I think, the national title. So obviously Alabama – uh, is favored and should be, but um, Georgia might have been able to figure out uh, some, you know, some ways of beating them. They they lost to Alabama earlier this year and obviously last year, but um, yeah, any given uh, Monday, <laughs> can we say, uh, can Georgia pull this off? It'll be a massive upset. Uh, if not, uh, Saban just puts another notch on his, uh, on his bedpost and on his goat uh, belt and, uh, We'll see. Um, yeah, we're about an hour away from kickoff in that one. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's a nice problem to have for Nick Saban being like, well, I coach of Alabama. All the best players come to me. That's why I keep winning. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Pretty nice. Got to nice. be a great, great job as the recruiter for that organization. Just keep getting the best players year after year after year. Yeah, of course, because all you have to say, uh, yeah, I work for Alabama. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. Seven national titles, Nick Saban's won seven. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, okay, let's turn to the NBA. Uh, huge return this week. Two guys returning. One guy loved, one guy not so much. Uh, Clay Thompson, after 941 days of inactivity due to two devastating injuries, he finally makes a return. Uh, so happy to see him back. He looked so happy and so great. Uh, Steph Curry said he got goosebumps as they were announcing him. Uh, the place almost exploded when he threw down that dunk. Uh, absolutely great to see him return. And he looked great. He looked great. He was able to come in, play 20 minutes, get 17 points, get some three-pointers, get dunk. Uh, it was it was awesome. A nice return for Clay Thompson. Yeah, it's, a, it's great to see, I, I think, in my humble opinion, a great person come back and play the sport that he absolutely loves and adores. And for me, I was looking at how his movement was. How yeah. was he moving on the court? Yeah. Looked like it looked fine to me. Okay. I think his defensive stuff, his side-to-side -side stuff, will give him a little bit more time. Yeah. That will come as well. But when he drove to the hoop and he – threw it down. I was very much paying attention to the mic. Mm, I, I wonder how he's going to land. I hope he's going to be good. Yeah. Because, you know, like even yeah. I've been injured like that. So when you're testing your body to its limits like that, you don't really know until you know. Yeah. And so when you threw it down, he landed and then he roared at the crowd. I was just like, all right, dude's back. Feels good. Body feels great. I think the man's back. Yeah. Let's see that dunk. I want to show it. 
Uh, it was awesome. Yeah. So good to see him pull that off. Playing Cleveland Sunday night. Here we go. Clay's got Jared Allen on a switch. He went to reach. Ooh. Ooh I think he's healthy. <laughs> Yo. He's taking advantage of those bigs on him. Okay. Yep, one more time. That was a reach. nice swap over the dude. There was. I think he's healthy. <laughs> I like that. I think he's healthy. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Uh, great to see. He has. Uh, he's you know, always renowned for his shooting ability. He has uh, had f- over forty percent from three for his entire career. Uh, eight seasons. Uh, one of the greatest shooters of all time. Uh, really helped that team win three titles and become a dynasty. Uh, but you know, he still showed his ability to cross over, uh, ability to drive the hoop and stuff too. And uh, 31 months away, his last appearance was game six of the 2019 NBA final against the Raptors. Uh, Kevin Durant blew out his Achilles and then uh, Clay Thompson hurt his knee on a drive to the hoop. Uh, he blew out his Achilles the following off season and uh, had to miss two whole years. Uh, when they announced that it is his 11th season, I was like 11th season already. Wow. But uh, really only his ninth because he missed two. So uh, out of Washington state, just, just a little bit uh, south of here, uh, a guy that wasn't expected to, to be what he has become. And uh, this really puts the Warriors in elite class now. If they can get, uh, you know, some solid interior play. Um, man, uh, the, the whole league has been put on notice. And uh, 39 record after 39 games. Uh, incredible. Uh, really, really looking strong. And, and getting him back. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, look out. Uh, they, they could go on a serious, serious run here. Yeah. And also, too, now the other teams have the game plan for Clay being back. That means they won't be able to load up on Steph like they could have before. Yeah. And so it's just, it's just like it's a, it's a wealth of benefits for the Golden State Warriors going, ah, yeah, that's great. We have our other Hall of Fame guard back. Yeah. You got the other guy is back now. So now teams can't just be like, well, it's Steph's not just the problem anymore. We got that other guy too that can shoot the lights out as well. It may take him a little bit of time for him to be completely acclimated to the game again. But once he is, we've seen it with Kevin Durant with his injury. Well, he didn't seem like he missed a step. It didn't even seem like he got injured. No. I kind of expect the same from Clay Thompson at this point in time. I really do. I, I think with the techniques that are involved with, with players and how they going to be sorry about that i cut out there for a second i think with the techniques and the physio that the players do nowadays it's going to be a quick um i think it's going to be quicker for him to get back to where he was than people will expect i I fully expect him to make a complete comeback and i think golden state this is this may be their year this may be their year that they win again yeah uh, he was able to reach two milestones on Sunday. Uh, he hit his 1,800th three-pointer. Uh, that's the second fastest in history 
to ever reach that. Steph's number one, 545 games. Clay hit it in 616. And Damian Lillard is third on this list with 622 games. He hit his 1,800 three-pointer. And he got his 12,000 point as well. Uh, the Splash Brothers are reunited. Uh, they've been teammates since 2011-2012. And um, they're 18-3 and three at home, 12-6 and six on the road, 30-9, and nine, tied for first. Uh, James Wiseman is supposedly coming back quite soon. Uh, they really, um, yeah, they, 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 they become my, my favorite to, to win this all again. Uh, I talked about a second comeback. That was Kyrie Irving finally making his debut this year. Uh, 35 games missed because of um, uh, va- vaccination issues. Uh, they decided to relent and allow him to play these uh, road games. Uh, Brooklyn had one road game, then two home games. There's six other next eight are on the road. Uh, is this a wise move for for um, for Brooklyn uh, and the league, uh, allowing him to just play these uh, these road games? It's tough. They're in a tough position because of the explosion of the Omicron variant, and then how many guys are just missing games all the time, and the fact that now games are being canceled. Period. Because that you know, some teams don't have enough players to even play the game. I don't think now when I look at it objectively, I, I don't think the Nets even had a choice. I think they were just like, well, do we just do we stick to our guns and let this guy that we're still paying half his half his half his pay to to just stay at home, or do we utilize them because we're we don't have enough players right now? We just don't like we're just gonna keep missing players as this goes along. So we might as well utilize them. Like, I think in the beginning, they had a great idea, which is you're not on board with our system. We don't need you right now. You can stay at home. We'll pay you what we have to, but you can stay at home. But now, because of the dynamics of the situation, how it's changed, I think now they had to reassess how they approached Kyrie, which is, all right, well, you're, you're still going to be your own man, but we need to win. Bottom line, I think yeah. we need to win. Right. So we are going to look past what we've said before. We are going to adjust our way of thinking, and we're going to let you play. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, they almost have no choice, but, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, if, if this keeps riding all the way to the playoffs, only being able to play, you know, three out of a possible seven games, uh, you know, I mean, that's pretty, pretty ridiculous. You don't really get home court advantage. Do you, uh, if you're, you know, one of your superstars is only playing, uh, you know, <laughs> on the road, uh, you're obviously a little undermanned there at home throughout the whole series. Oh yeah, of course. And so like, if you're playing against the Nets, you're just like, eh, this is great. Don't have to worry about him playing at home. Awesome. That, that's fantastic. Like that's that's that makes the, the nets a lot less scarier. Yeah. Uh, like a lot less scarier. So yeah. The uh the nets are actually having quite a bit of trouble at home. They uh they they won against the Spurs in overtime yesterday, but uh that snapped the five-game home losing streak. Uh Cam Thomas hit the game winning shot for them, which was quite surprising. Um, we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll see what they, they do. Uh, yeah, hopefully, 
things get sorted out and he can become a full-time member of the team. But uh, yeah, well, it's, it's pretty bizarre right now. Uh, I do want to mention the Memphis Grizzlies who have won eight in a row. Uh, John Morant, uh, Ja Morant was uh, hurt for a while and the Grizzlies still kept winning. Uh, they were dealt a blow uh, over the weekend though. Dylan Brooks hurt his ankle and he's going to be out three to five weeks. They say probably uh, mid February coming back after the all-star break. Uh, but they didn't miss a beat with Jaw, uh, so they probably can, you know, maintain that, uh, keep it, keep it up. Uh, the Canadian Dylan Brooks is their second leading scorer, though, uh, over 18 points a game, and uh, has been super solid in many areas. Uh, I do want to show John Morant's incredible block, though, that he had yesterday. Uh, one of the most uh, amazing blocks uh, I've seen. I remember seeing. Uh, him do this back in college, but uh, check this out if you haven't seen it. <clears throat> with the deflection against Bates. Oh, oh my God! What an incredible block! He'll get a run out with Weaver. Wow! Moran grabbed it out of thin air! With the deflection against Bates. Oh, Get a run out with Weaver. Wow! Morant grabbed it out of that's uh that's him on the bottom. On him. Yep. That's him on the top as well. Uh I wanna show I wanna show it uh I wanna show it just by himself here. Oh here oh that was a dunk for the dunk, but amazing hops. That two-handed block was just shocking. Uh yeah. I'm watching the game. And suddenly, oh my God, he he actually got up and got that uh, got that block. It was crazy to see. Uh, oh, now we're showing the uh, Tomlin thing. Okay, <laughs> pull that down. Uh, why? Uh, I'm trying to stop the share, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, go. I was having some technical difficulties there, but what do you think of the block? The guy, it it seems like he's on a trampoline. Like his his vertical leap is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, you would expect a a two handed block from like a center, from a seven footer, not from a six foot three guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's he's so incredible. Amazing, amazing man. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he's really, uh, such a force. I said, you know, they were actually doing quite well without him, but, uh, now that he's back, oh man, uh, Grizzlies are, you know, 28, 14 on the year, fourth place in the Western conference, only three and a half games back of the Suns and the Warriors. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's come in, was amazing in his rookie year and, you know, he's just getting better. Uh, it's great to see. Somebody uh, at his size, dominating in so many areas, scoring defense. Uh, he's just a, a total package, and and the Grizzlies are uh, yeah becoming a force in the Western Conference. Yes, and and for me, I, I find it very impressive that his actually his defense is is getting better. Yeah. I think that was his one weak point for sure. Um, the offense is there, obviously, but his defense is getting better. He's getting more situ- situationally aware of where he should be in the in this in the the defensive packages that the grizzlies run so yeah. it, it's becoming more apparent so yeah he's growing into himself man 
Coming yeah, next those, superstar. Those top four teams are starting to separate themselves for the rest of the Western Conference. Uh, they, they're they uh, five games ahead. Uh, Grizzlies are five games ahead of the Mavs, who are, who are sitting fifth place. Uh, they've actually won nine in a row. Uh, the Mavs have won six in a row, but they're still five games behind uh, the Grizzlies. Uh, it's the Warriors, Suns, Jazz, and Grizzlies, and then the rest. Uh, Lakers sit in seventh place, 21 and 20. Uh, Russell Westbrook is... Has been a disaster there, not not working out very well. Um, let's turn to the East and just talk briefly about uh, Joel Embiid uh, showing his amazing MVP self again. Uh, eight games in a row, uh, 30 points or more. The only two other guys to do that for Sixers are Chamberlain and the answer, Allen Iverson. Uh, he's on a really amazing run. They've won six in a row. Uh, he came back from covid and actually is looking like he didn't miss a beat. Uh, he said he got rest, and uh, that's why he thinks he's rejuvenated a bit. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I, yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. From the fact that, like, you know, like, from what you've heard is that the COVID will take out your energy and everything else. So him just having a chance to maybe rest his body for, yeah. for, for, for a time has probably has rejuvenated him as he's going through this an arduous season as they all do. So it, it is amazing that he's scored that many points for that many games. Like you, what you can see now with Joel Embiid is consistency, yeah. consistency with his effort and consistency with his stellar play. And I think that's the one thing that um, the franchise has wanted to see from him for a long time. And now they're getting it. And uh, another team in the East that's doing great are the Raptors. Uh, they've actually won six straight. Uh, Fred Van Vliet has had eight straight 30-point games. Uh, he's really stepped up in Kyle Lowry's shadow and been able to become that leader. And uh, this team's finally healthy, finally able to play the type of ball that uh, Masai Ujiri uh, has, has always uh, wanted. Uh, he wanted a lot of tall players to play multiple positions, to be able to switch off and uh, on defense and just to be able to interchange them. And uh, they're looking great. Uh, really fun team to watch. Uh, unfortunately, the fans aren't there in Toronto, but um, yeah, I've been enjoying watching them and they finally put it together uh, after the COVID outbreaks that they've had. Yeah. And it, it's, it's just a pleasure to watch Fred grow into the player that he is now undrafted uh i think he's the lone player undrafted with the biggest contract ever yeah ever yeah and it's just that's just a testament to who he is how hard he's trained and how hard he plays so yeah, yeah. and I, I i understand why the raptors are having so much success is because he's having so much success yeah yeah it's uh, great uh, i'm glad clay's back it's gonna be super fun to watch uh the bulls are playing amazing right now they're nine and one in their last 10 leading uh the east uh we'll see the bucks are starting to really emerge and i think they're gonna pass the nets very soon uh we're gonna see the bulls and the bucks up at the top nets maybe dropping a little bit but uh yeah nba's um yeah doing great a uh, lot of fun games and it's so nice that clay's back yeah and i wanted to add something about the bulls because this is the first time I believe it's ever been done by uh, uh, Mr. DeMar DeRozan, who used to be a part of our Raptors. He hit back-to-back game-winning shots. Yeah. Back-to-back game-winning shots. Back-to-back nights, yeah. Back-to-back nights. 
never been done. Yeah. Until I, he did it. I was I was absolutely shocked to hear that statistic. That that blew my mind. I thought uh, you know in the history of the NBA there would have been done on back to back nights one guy hitting the three pointers because you know you're going to. Uh, uh, you know, usually rely on one or two guys to, you know, take that last shot. Uh, you would have thought Jordan would have done it. You would have thought some clutch guys like that. But DeMar DeRozan uh, puts himself in the history books. Yeah, rarefied air because wow. he's the only guy to have done it. So, hey, congrats to DeMar. And the Bulls are looking fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the GM who put that team together should be given, I don't know, a raise or, <laughs> or multiple raises at this yeah. point in time. Yeah, the Canadian. Remember, we mentioned him. Yes, Canadian. that's right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, to uh, we're going to talk about UFC. Uh, I just want to mention two things before we do, so we don't forget. Uh, Bob Saget passed away yesterday. That was um, quite shocking news. Uh, we had Norm Macdonald die a couple months ago, and now Bob Saget, another comedic legend. Uh, pretty shocking news and um, out of left field, boom, they just found him in his hotel room dead. Um, no cause of death, but they say drugs weren't part of it. Just um, yeah, went to sleep after a comedy performance, stand up that night, went back to his hotel, never woke up. Pretty shocking. That is super shocking. I That's. Wow. Um, wow. Like just, just wow. <laughs> I remember Bob Saget as our, our, our the full house dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like oh. yeah, that's that was his uh, claim to fame. But at the same time, if you actually ever listened to his stand up, he was nothing like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing no. like him at all. Yeah, pretty colorful. Not not like Danny Tanner from Full House at all. No, no. Uh, and what do you think about the new reboot of Fresh Prince of Bel Air? It's just going to be called Bel Air. Uh, Will Smith has put together a show. It's going to be uh, premiering uh, February 13th coming up. Uh, it's based on the uh, series that they they had for many years. Uh, Will Smith, uh, Fresh Prince Bel-Air. And uh, uh, what, did you hear the news? Did you hear that uh, they're uh, rebooting it? No, I just heard it now. So that's awesome. That's great. I, you know what I, I, I would like to see happen with that show? They have the original music with him rapping on it. That's the, that's the only thing I would like to see. Have the original music, have him rapping on it with all your new actors and stuff, but have that original music in there. Fun. Yeah, fun. I, uh, I, I've always wanted to check out uh, that mansion. Uh, I've seen a few uh, bits done where they went to the mansion, knocked on the door and asked to go inside. Uh, I, I actually saw Will Smith get to go back and take a look at it and, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. They 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 did a re uh, they did a reunion show uh, you know late last year and uh, it was big popular very popular and I guess uh, you know enough for them to think uh, we we can reboot this and uh, it should uh, garner some views. It will garner some views. Like there's there's so much to watch on TV uh, nowadays, but uh, the nostalgia stuff is is always. It's 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 always a, a, an important part of the TV lexicon. So people will watch it because they remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's end it on the UFC. Uh, we've got a card. Uh, we've had a long break. It's just been tough, man. And there's so many Saturdays where I'm like, why isn't there a UFC? Come on, especially with all these hockey cancellations and you know not as much going on. 
Uh, really missed the UFC. It's been way too long. Uh, this card this weekend should be fun. A lot of great fighters. Uh, the main event has Calvin Cater against Giga Chikadze. Uh, man, this should be a banger. Uh, I think this could be a hell of a fight. I'm, I'm really glad they put this matchup together. Yeah, this is going to be a great fight. Great fight. Because I, I was looking back at uh, um, the, the last couple of guys that both men fought for Chikadze beat Edson Barboza, which was ridiculously impressive. Yeah. Very impressive win. And he beat Cub Swanson before that. For Cater, lost to Holloway. That is understandable. <laughs> but he beat uh, Dan Ige the, the, the fight before. I think this is going to be a great fight. I think uh, they're, they're going to throw down hard. I don't have a favorite in this fight. I really don't because Cater has shown his toughness. He will not go down. He no. got beat up badly against Holloway, and he never got taken completely out. So, mm-hmm. and Chikadze, well, he's shown his, um, he, he's shown, he's shown how good he is against Edson Barboza. I'm really looking forward to this fight. Yeah, really. it's going to be great. Yeah, really great. Uh, the co-main event has uh, Muslim Salikov against uh, Michelle Pereira. Uh, I I always have to mention Michelle Pereira. And his antics and him coming here and getting beat up uh, was probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen live. Uh, Rogers Arena was electric and incredible to be there when our uh, guy Tristan Connolly beat Michelle Pereira. Uh, Pereira is uh, a big showman, loves dancing around and showing off those kind of moves. But uh, he's become a pretty solid fighter. And uh, I think uh, this, this could be a, a really good matchup as well. Could be. I, I, it, it could be, depending on which Pereira shows up. If it's a, the serious guy that actually kind of fights with more fundamentals as opposed to the guy that's trying to do backflips and just show off. Yeah. Um, because against the Salikov, if he's going to show off like that, Salikov's going to kick him in the face. <laughs> that guy's got great kicks. Yeah. No tells. He's a fantastic fighter. My money's on Salikov to beat Pereira in this fight. Yeah, yeah, I'm leaning that way too as well. As well, um, yeah. There's going to be some great battles. Brandon Roy Val's on the card against Rogerio Bonterin. A heavyweight battle between Jake Collier and Chase Sherman. Uh, the prelim main f- fight on the prelims is Court McGee against Raz- Ramiz Bramjaj. Um, yeah, any other fights that you want to uh, mention uh, on the card? Yeah, I, I think um, uh, Bill Algio versus Brito, uh, the, the opening car, uh, opening fight for the main card, that could be one that uh, people should keep an eye on. I think that will be an interesting fight. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, great that USC is back. Uh, we're only a uh, couple weeks away from the big uh, USC 270. We've got Francis Ngannou putting his heavyweight uh, – Title on the line against Cyril Gane. Uh, that, that should be a hell of a fight. And we got a co-main title fight as well between Brandon Moreno and Davison Figueredo. Um, yeah, this, this is going to be fun. Uh, can't wait. Cannot wait for both these fights. I can't wait for both these fights. I'm super – I'm very interested on the approach that Gane is going to take with Nganu. I'm sure that he's just going to do what he's always done, keep his distance, goes do his in and out yep. yada yada i and also too i think gane has the power to 
to hurt Nganu, but not he doesn't have the same kind of power that Nganu has hurting yeah. him. Yeah. So he's going to have to stay away from Nganu for most of that fight. I'm very interested in how that plays out. And then for the trilogy fight with Brandon Moreno and Figueredo, number one, I hope Figueredo's gotten his um, weight under control. Yeah. Because that was his nemesis for the last two fights. If he had, doesn't have a correct dietitian, then that's his, that's his problem. That's his fault. Because that's, that's the one thing that was his problem. And so if he can get that under control, this is going to be one hell of a fight. I actually, I'm just going to say it right now. I think that's the best fight in the main card. Mm-hmm. And then I think the second best fight in the main card is Evo Lev versus Taporia. I think that's going to be another excellent, excellent fight on this main card. Yeah, yeah. So we got a couple of real bangers coming up. Glad the UFC is off their hiatus. Uh, it almost felt like uh, pandemic times again. I'm like, when's the last fight? Holy cow, it's been way too long. It, it just, it really sucks when there's not fights on Saturday night. Uh, I'm so happy they're back. Yeah, I'm happy they're back too because it looks like going forward here, Darren. Won't be going outside too much. So, yeah, a yeah. lot of TV watching for the next couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, it's been kind of shocking. We were supposed to be back to work uh, a week ago. Uh, not back to week uh, work uh, this week as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a new world out there. And uh, you might as well just uh, pull up a couch, watch a lot of amazing sports, uh, enjoy the uh, college football playoff game tonight. Uh, enjoy uh, Clay Thompson's uh, return. And uh, man, uh, Saturday can't come soon enough for the NFL playoff games. Uh, unprecedented, amazing year. And uh, now we've got six playoff games to break down a week from tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we got some great games coming up for this week and for the weekend. I'm looking forward to it because number one, we both get to sleep in. That's nice. Number two, we get up and then we go to the couch and then we can just put on sports right away. And we get to do that for the next, oh, I don't know, seven days. <laughs> Excellent. I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. Thanks so much. This was fun. I'm glad we could do it a bit early and uh, yeah, enjoy your evening. Keep in touch. Uh, hope you, uh, yeah, hope you can get some fresh air out there and I uh, hope, uh, I hope you become really good friends with the skip the dishes guy or Uber eats or whoever you're <laughs> bringing food in from. And uh, yeah, thanks man. Uh, let, have a great week ahead. And uh, I guess we'll see you next Monday. We will see you next Monday. You have yourself a great week. And yes, we most certainly will keep in touch. Okay. All right. Perfect. Okay, man. Cheers. Bye for now. Bye for now. Okay. Another episode down. 2022. First episode kicked in. That was fun. Lots, lots of coverage as always. And uh, yeah, I hope you liked all the breakdowns. Uh, uh, it's great to get his takes on uh, the NFL, the NBA, the UFC, and all the rest of the stuff going on in the world. Um, yeah, thanks a bunch for your time. Thanks for sticking in and listening and watching. I appreciate it as always. I uh, do want to thank our partners and sponsors as always. Uh, Anchor.fm, the easiest place to make a podcast. If you want to do what Jason and I just did, uh, head on over to Anchor.fm. And they will help you out. Uh, incredible on posting on multiple platforms for us uh, all the time 
Uh, I want to mention Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance, and value. And you know it, say it with me, the V350 stick. You need to get that in the hands of someone who in your family or friends that plays hockey. Uh, Pampas and Possibilities, they design West Coast pretty things. They can uh, make your house look amazing. Just call them up and uh, they will do the rest. And Forever Living, the aloe vera company for health and beauty products. Uh, just head to our website and dial them up and you can purchase products at discounted rates there. So thanks again to them as always. And thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody. Had a really great holiday. Uh, can't believe it's 2022 already. Uh, let's have an amazing year. Stay safe out there. Love you guys lots. Take care of yourself. Bye for now.